0: Welcome to Absolute Fire. I'm your host, Money Michelle, diving into all things fire, the one inside you, and the flames we use to create some killer food. Everyone has a story to share. This show is to inspire you to keep that flame blazing, or to just help set off a much needed spark. Either way, I know you'll find it here. My guest today is an incredible home chef with a love for grilling and creative flavors. He is a cookbook author. And super inspiring, Brad Prose. Welcome to Absolute Fire.
1: Hey yo, thanks, Michelle.
0: <laughs> How are you today?
1: I'm great. Sunny in Phoenix. It's like 60 out here.
0: I'm gotta come down jealous. here. Yeah, I'm super jealous. <laughs> I've actually never been, um, and I would love, love, love it. So, is it like super dry?
1: It is. That's the downside. But I mean, it just means you got to drink a little bit more.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll be able to do water, that. Michelle. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, <laughs> I don't even drink enough water here. So, but I would love to, my cousin actually has a home there and he just asked me the other day to come visit. So
1: there you go to do
0: that. So you prepping for Thanksgiving?
1: Yes. Got everything kind of cleaned, somewhat organized. We're going simple. I usually go pretty simple during the holidays.
0: Isn't that funny? Cause usually you're creative as hell.
1: I know. Well, you know, we, The kids like simple, so I got to eat, you know, cook for them. Uh, We'll keep the crazy stuff for my wife and I.
0: What is their favorite?
1: Uh, Definitely like buttery mashed potatoes. And um, I do glazed carrots just with sugar, salt, and butter. Um, I mean, honestly, buttered vegetables is a big thing, but they do like turkey. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, butter makes it better. We know. And That's they're right. smart. They know. Yeah, my kids are pretty much this simple too. Like, um, my mom is actually the one that has been hosting Thanksgiving since since my birth. Um, I do not take care of that holiday, which is weird for me. But I do desserts, so I make like favorites. But she actually requested one this year. Usually, she's just like make whatever. But um, <laughs> so you don't go crazy like you usually do in in your recipes because they are super inspiring and very creative. And I feel like it does set you apart from a lot of people. On the gram.
1: Oh, thank you. Appreciate it.
0: So, like, what is your Thanksgiving going to be like? What are you making?
1: I am making smoked pulled turkey breast. I'm going to do a chili con carne. So we've got a little bit of beef, a little bit of turkey, and then, like I said, a lot of different just buttered vegetables. I have a cranberry honey mustard and cranberry chimichurri. So two different options for the sandwiches.
0: Okay. So, yeah. So I'm going to say I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> and a
1: little
0: bit of that sounds insane and that does not sound basic but it's funny because for you it is because you make such crazy creative recipes
1: thanks yeah the sauces are like just something you can do ahead of time and just have like the both of them are done so i'll just pull okay. them out of the fridge but sauce sauce is
0: life like sauces make yes. everything better so if you have your sauces on point that's it like that's, that's right. it. That's it. You're you're winning already. My mom makes a killer gravy. So whatever goes on my plate, I just pour gravy all over. And so it all it'll all work. And her gravy stuffing, forgives
1: every yeah, mistake too. Everything. <laughs> yes.
0: Even if her turkey is not spot on. I'm sorry, mom, I love you. But sometimes, you know, like she just She's just old school, you know? She doesn't really listen. And also, she likes to get, like, a 75-pound turkey. And, you know, that's not always the best idea, you know? We know (laughs) that. We know that, but she doesn't. Um, But her stuffing has, like, heavy cream and tons of butter in it. Like, can you even imagine? It's it's just – I just gained weight thinking about it, honestly. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> My dad always made a jambalaya-style stuffing, which made no sense because it didn't match any of the other food. But it was really That's good, funny. and he had shrimp and Andouille sausage and Cajun flavors. And he would he would make half of it to put in the turkey and then half out. And uh, I mean, it was it's always good. It just never made sense, but it tastes. It doesn't. Great.
0: <laughs> it does not make sense. Okay, so who inspired you growing up? Like, who was cooking? Is it your dad?
1: Both my parents cooked, um, my extended family did too, but, um, honestly, I think it was just, it really hit the ground running when I moved out cause I moved out to go to college right after high school. And I'll never forget, like, as I was studying and, and drawing, cause I went to design school. So there's a lot of drawing. I had, um, iron chef on like 24 okay. seven and they were, they were cooking the weirdest stuff with ingredients I'd never seen. And I love that concept of like mastering one ingredient, you know, where they would take sea cucumber and make it 50 different ways. And like that just stuck with me, um, which helped me later because when I met my wife and she was vegetarian, she's like, I like eggplant. I'm like, I have no idea what to do. So I would go buy a bunch of eggplants and I'd cook them every which way to kind of figure out not only how, how how to cook them, yeah. but also, you know, are there new or different ways to cook them that I just haven't even tried? And that's okay. kind of what started the foundation of a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I mean, how lucky mm-hmm. is she to have you to be like, hey, vegetarian wife, I'm sorry, that's a little <laughs> difficult. That's a little difficult. Oh, no, it's really hard. And that um, you're going to, like, go out there and, like, rock out some eggplants so that it's killer for her. <laughs> I love that. For real. That's well, so good.
1: And it it really helped push me in being just a better cook because, you know, doing so allowed me to learn a lot about Mexican food. Um, You know, my my in-laws are Mexican, so I learned how to make my own. I've got my own enchilada sauce recipe, chili Colorado, tortillas, all that stuff. Um, And I really wanted to obviously impress them, but also just make her feel comfortable because she grew up in El Paso and Juarez. So, like, that's a big staple in her diet too so yeah me me getting those core recipes down was really important and it actually was really easy when it came to making vegetarian food because you can make a lot of vegetarian mexican food you so absolutely easy, absolutely
0: can yeah yeah did you know that mexican is my number one besides obviously i'm sicilian but mexican is is my is my everything like I, I obsessed. completely
1: understand Yeah.
0: Obsessed. Like if I go to Disney, I'm going to Mexico. Like that's just who I am. It's, it's not even funny. Um, even if it, even if I go twice a year, I'm like, and have to go to Mexico. I've just, I could eat it every day except for like sauce on Sundays. That's just how it is.
1: We, we seriously eat tacos or burritos or some form of something with salsa at least once a day.
0: I mean, because it's life. It is the best, the best. (laughs) I agree. And yeah, you do have some crazy, amazing recipes. I didn't even realize that I didn't even know that about you. So now that makes sense where the Mexican flair comes in there. That's right. right. (laughs) So when did you start creating recipes and sharing them and like making this a thing?
1: I would say it was probably when my first son was about four years old. Um, At that time, we, he was a few years into us realizing he had some food allergies. So yeah. in the challenge of like me learning barbecue, I, I started picking it up, um, years before I, I met my wife, but me, I got a Kamado smoker right after my wife and I got married. Um, that was my first real smoker past using the wood chips and a gas grill. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I was learning that, learning the vegetarian food for her. And then, cooking around his uh, food allergies, which were greater at that time when he was younger. Thank goodness. Yes. Um,
0: what were but, they? I mean, what were the allergies?
1: It, uh, mostly like nuts, tree nuts, sesame, okay. which is like in everything. Everything. You know, yes. they, they use that kind of, they, and um, we were afraid that there were some other ones that ended up not being there, but we just avoided. So it made it, yeah. it made it really restrictive for us. So we thought, it might be gluten stuff too. You kind of just, when there's health challenges, you kind of take out everything and then start to put it back in. Yes. Um, slowly. So thank goodness it wasn't near as severe as we originally thought. So he's so much better now. Um, but, uh, you know, in mixing all those different challenges um, and also converting my wife to barbecue, meat, <laughs> which was really cool. Wait, um, she does?
0: She eats meat Yes, Yeah, now?
1: she does. <gasps> yeah. I won.
0: Oh my goodness, Brad. (laughs) That is amazing.
1: I know. I feel like I should be the champion for all men with vegetarian girlfriends. I'm
0: sorry. Or vice
1: versa. Women too. Yes. (laughs) I am
0: shocked and so happy because inside I'm going, that really stinks, man, that she can't eat that. No, she totally
1: can't. There are things that I'll I'll chat with. I'll finish my thought and I'll come back to that. But um, so- I was, I was getting creative with the recipes and where chilies and smoke kind of started behind the scenes is I was making her like these wild, like amazing, uh, curry style dishes or Eastern Asian style dishes. And then I was doing like salt and pepper brisket or, you know, basic, you know, barbecue chicken. It wasn't very fun for me because while she was eating some meat, it like, wasn't a main thing for her. She would try some, you know? But then I'd be making hers and it was so flavorful. And I'm like, dang, like, I just want to make my barbecue go with what I'm making for her. Yes. And that's what I did. So I started um, my first like smoked recipes were like different versions of chicken shawarma. um, Because that was like a big food memory for me in college. We had so many like authentic places down in, in Tempe where I went to ASU. Uh, that did shawarma and hummus and all, just all sorts of stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to take that, translate that to the grill. And I cooked it every single which way, even on, uh, trompos. And, um, and that was kind of the start of how I, I tried to turn it into there. Um, same with El Pastor. I, I don't have a photo that I can find. I was going to text it to you. If I, if I find it, I will. Please. But before the trompos came out for the grill, I, uh, would use I, I would use a pineapple and I'd put four skewers through it around the outside I'd okay. flip it upside down and then I would put the meat on and thread it through all four skewers and I would make my own trompo and then I'd put another pineapple on the bottom and I'd flip it over and then I'd, I set, it on ca- I'd set it on cast iron and then I'd okay. smoke it that way
0: yeah, and that was that. my
1: my makeshift <laughs> my all right well I don't Trumpo. have a trompo
0: so now I'm gonna have to do that with the pineapple because that sounds awesome
1: it, and it was good. It would fall over half the time, I mean, right. you know, <laughs> but
0: it was good. Yeah. Um, I, but bet. I
1: started, I started taking those recipes and then mixing it with her food. Um, and she was like, I'd serve her family or her friends. And she's like, you have to share this. So I, I had Instagram, but I didn't, I didn't really use any of the social media for that stuff. So she, yeah. she told me to start putting it out there. And I was like, all right, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to take the time, make a name, kind of a website and and figure it out. I'm like I I wanted to start it off right. So I took my time and um, came up with the name and I just went for it.
0: And it's doing amazing, but I feel like we're we have some similarity there because my daughters both had dairy allergies and oh. My love for food was always, I swear, since birth. You know, my mom's Sicilian. My dad was always on the grill. All we did was feast at home. So (laughs) then once I'm, you know, I'm having to restrict because I was nursing. And so whatever I ate, obviously, they would get. And the doctor was like, either you're going to put them on formula or you're going to go strict dairy-free. And that was like the hardest thing ever. But that is when I started getting crazy creative in creating recipes just like you. It's when there's restrictions or any type of issue, whether it's oh, yeah. vegetarian or, you know, actual allergies, you really get down to like the nitty-gritty and you're like, "Let's start from scratch here. I'm hungry. I want it to be really good." <laughs> and I made, I swear, I made recipes every single day so that I could still eat what I wanted and it was killer. And that's when I realized <laughs> I'm creating a lot of recipes here. That's when I started actually um, putting my recipes out on social media. Like I never really thought that that would be a thing, right? Did you think (laughs) that it would like take you to where you are today? No,
1: no. I mean, I would say maybe even six years before I met my wife, um, I was a super early adapter to Pinterest. I didn't, I I would never really try to make anything of it. I would just save stuff. Cause it's yes. like, it was the only same. place that I could find where I could save and organize all the recipes from everywhere that I was, I was looking up and researching. So, um, that's essentially, I had a Google drive folder with all my own recipes and then I had Pinterest with everybody else's. Yes. Um, so it was Pinterest just this too, mass pile.
0: <laughs> we were like, we're like two peas in a pod. Cause I was doing the exact same thing. Like Pinterest was like my go. jam for saving recipes. Yep. but yeah so it's crazy how we both started similar you know similar similar route um, so now your kids they, they do not have any more allergies are they grown out of it
1: they do um, it, it's it's minor but um, okay. basically it's it's still in the nut and, and tree nut area so okay. I just kind of I avoid cooking that for them thankfully it's only if they eat it so um, you know we're we have to be really careful in the kitchen yeah. with tools that we use and Yeah, absolutely. But I could have it out in the room and they're okay. So okay, you good. know Praise God um, for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. So just touching base again, because I'm still in shock. That should be in your bio. I turned my wife onto meat. Like I don't it's know it. what else to say. I, I
1: put it in the cookbook.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I have to go through it. Let's talk about the cookbook. Are you like so ecstatic and proud?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's something that I actually wanted to do even before I started chilies and Smoke, because that's kind of why I started writing recipes and gathering them is because, um, you know, my food journey has more to do with, like, adapting things for my wife and my kids. Yeah. And all the recipes I wrote was really when I started the family. Um, I mean, I, I definitely have some core stuff from before, but not like today, um, so I was just thinking, I was like, you know, it'd be cool to write like a barbecue legacy, you know, for the kids at one point um, to kind of help them work around and cook stuff that's around their, you know, food allergies or or something like that. And I just, I just didn't know what that meant. But whole concept of chilies and smoke is, I wanted to create a brand that could be recognized by the name around the world and in any type of cuisine. That was really the big deal, is because almost every type of cuisine has some form of chilies or peppers. Um, yeah. and some form of grilling and barbecue. So, um, I didn't want it to feel American necessarily. So, um,
0: I, I think the that. biggest,
1: the biggest thing was that really helped me with the vegetarian stuff was finding food. Cause we both love spicy food was finding food and different ways to cook with chilies, um, and how to incorporate those. Um, so that's what I, I wrote the book on was chilies and smoke. It's just self-titled and the whole book, um, was a challenge for me to show the versatility from, you know, toasting and making your own powders to obviously blending them into sauces, Mm -hmm. pickling them, um, and, and just pairing the flavors with different flavors that you might not think about too, that I learned, you know, through my journey. Um, so I am really, I'm really hopeful that people at least use it as a resource for flavor pairings and process more than they do just say like, Oh, I'm going to make this one recipe and
0: it's good. And I'll move on. Yeah, no, I think absolutely. I think those things are so important and not in every cookbook. They're not, it's not familiar in every cookbook. And I think that that's awesome. Um, You also now do more fire, right? Have you always?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I started my whole journey grilling, um, much more than barbecue. But when I got my Kamado grill, I was obviously doing a ton of barbecue because I was really excited about it. Um, and it was more of me learning the process, but then I definitely stepped back and added grilling back into it. So that way I can use a combination of the two because, um, grilling's where I started and it's so, it's so much fun. I mean, yeah, it
0: really is.
1: And, and, and you can be more flexible with, with meals I feel with the combination of the two.
0: Yeah, it's like when I grew up, my dad was on the grill. It was a gas grill. That's that's all I knew. Yeah. I had no idea about smoking and how delicious things would come out. I had no idea. And I said it <laughs> on another episode like my mom tried my ribs And she was like, okay, these are the best ribs I've had in my life. I'm like, I know. Where did you guys keep me for so long? Like, we didn't even have food like this growing up. You know, it's just my dad just, we didn't know about all the other types of grilling. You know, a lot of people don't. Same here. And it's pretty amazing, right? What's your favorite thing that you have ever created? Hands down, number one.
1: (sighs) That's super tough.
0: I know. I love giving the tough questions. but
1: That is really tough. I would probably say, and it's just more of a guilty pleasure kind of thing. It's not even an out there kind of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't even, and it's one of the things I don't have a recipe written down for is probably my smoked brisket kimchi grilled cheese.
0: Okay. That sounds insane. I'm so hungry <laughs> now. That it's so insane. good.
1: I, so I use the brisket rub from the cookbook, which without giving too much away, it's based on pastrami flavors. Oh, Um, so it it definitely has a Korean, I should really just say an Eastern Asian spin because it's not just Korean, but it's got some of those ingredients in there. It's a really fun rub that definitely has that pastrami flavor. And then when you pair it with kimchi, kimchi is very much just the Korean sauerkraut. Um, Yeah,
0: killer With that
1: and some melty cheddar. And it's like, oh, my God, I put. Um, I make a gochujang mayo and I put that on the outside of the bread, the toast.
0: Yeah. All right. I mean,
1: it's, yeah. That's definitely one is, of the best things. Yeah. I'll this have is to what write I love. Down.
0: <laughs> this is what I love about you, though, because you seriously love crazy, amazing, creative foods. Like, you don't, you're not basic. There's no basic bread. <laughs> there really <laughs> oh, isn't. Man, is but there? I do
1: like pumpkin spice. So, <laughs> you
0: do? I don't.
1: I, I don't like it for sweets. I actually like it for meat.
0: Really? Yeah. I don't like it for anything except a damn candle. That yeah.
1: I, and, and I, I understand. I, I definitely think marketing has ruined it. But I mean, if you think about pumpkin spice, it's really, I call it the American five spice. Because it's what? Uh, All spice, ginger, clove, cinnamon, and God, what am I missing? Um, Help me out here.
0: Did we say nutmeg? Did you say nutmeg?
1: Nutmeg, yes.
0: Look at me go, and I don't even like you, pumpkin spice. I Um, know. I think the thing is I don't like allspice. I think that's what it is. I do. I
1: I can understand that. It's strong. Um, So I like to pair it with, like, fruity flavors. So I usually pair it with entre chili. Uh, which okay. is very, it's, it tastes almost like a, like a raisin or a, I'm fig. a fan.
0: Yes. I'm a fan of that. And
1: uh, when you pair it with that and some dried mustard and then some black pepper, all of a sudden it goes from this, it just, it's like this herbal aromatic, like spice. that's like incredible on pork, um, yeah. like right. any kind of anything for pork. And then it goes well with Buffalo sauce. I know that sounds nuts, but a nuts. Um,
0: just a little, it's
1: so good. I, I would I would challenge you to uh, try it, but I, if you don't like allspice, I mean, that I mean, makes but if I tough. make
0: my own pumpkin spice, I'll just do a little less allspice.
1: There you go. Boom. <laughs> I'm going to try my it. Basic Brad. I'm going
0: to try it, and I'm going to try to do it on wings, and then I'll do a buffalo sauce. Is that what you said? That's
1: yeah. It's good.
0: All right, I'm going to try it. <laughs> All right, so you're following your dream, huh? Did you share with anybody the the new news?
1: A few people. Yeah, I haven't announced it. I know. Yeah, we are technically sharing it here.
0: Because this episode's coming out like real soon. So you want to share the news?
1: (laughs) I guess so. We kind of have to
0: now. We do. We do. So it's time. I
1: know. Money Michelle is breaking the news. I'm going full time with Chilis and Smoke.
0: How proud. (laughs) I love this though, and I wanted you to share it here because. The purpose of like this show is like to inspire the person next to you. You know, you're just doing what you love and you're following your dreams and your passions and it's taking you exactly where you'd hope and pray it would. And now look at you.
1: Yeah. Full time.
0: Yeah. Full time Chili's and Smok doing what you love.
1: It'll, it'll hit me soon. Technically right now I'm on a sabbatical from my work and I'm taking time to kind of make career decisions. Thankfully they know that. Yeah. Um so uh there's nothing sneaky about it, but uh no, I unless uh lightning strikes and something big happens, that's that's the plan. This, All is, right, well uh, there's no
0: lightning striking. Let's just keep it positive. <laughs> you are going full time, full force. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When you put like your full energy into something and you already kill it. Like you I'm not just saying it, you already are killing it. I mean, oh, besides thanks. the cookbook, your content is ridiculously amazing. And so now imagine when you get to do it just full time, that's... I'm that's excited. Insane.
1: Yeah. I, working, working through the cookbook was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. because I we had we had some family health challenges. We got COVID, um, COVID the first time, which put us all down. And oh. there I am in quarantine and pain writing. I mean, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but we had to get it done. And then um, you know, I had a full time job and I was in between calls and meetings and breaks, I was cooking something or running to the garage. I've got a little photo area there and trying to shoot photos and I had to remake so many things and I, I my book was complicated for me to come up with because it's not just like a recipe and another recipe. Yes. Um it was it's a lot of core recipes that you use in a bunch of different ways throughout the book. So because of that, I had to get them right and they had to work yeah. in every application. So doing that with the full-time job of family, COVID and everything, I don't, I, I would never do it again if I had a full-time job. It was, yeah. it was that bad. Um, I'm but sure. the positive thing besides having a book is, is it really taught me how to micromanage myself, stay organized. And I mean, damn, I can do a lot in a little bit of time. I'm okay. shocked yeah. at, at how much I can accomplish. And I'm
0: working on that. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm you stress yourself
1: that. out and force yourself into a situation where you have to do it, um, it's amazing how much you can grow. Uh, and writing that book absolutely helped me get to right where I needed to be um, in my head and, and just with my courage to be able to actually do this full time and know Isn't like yeah. I'm going to make enough... And, and be
0: okay yeah and isn't that crazy though um i talk about this a lot i feel like it just it's it hits on a lot of episodes um pushing ourselves like through the com- you know out of our comfort zone through like some tough tough t- times where you feel it is when we grow our most like we mm-hmm. literally grow our hardest and our fastest because it's not easy but no. I feel like in those times is when we literally see the most change and the most growth. Cause that's happened to me recently. I can't wait to share that story soon. Um, but I was put in a situation that I wasn't comfortable in and I had to literally work my butt off to push through and I, and I came out the other side, a different person.
1: That's so awesome.
0: Yeah. Like I can't even, so what you went through was super hard at the time. And now look at the, the outcome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm super pumped and it was definite training for the future. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, just that's what we need. So, you know what, for longevity of this, Mm -hmm. like to be able to last, you can, you know, you can create recipes and pump stuff out and it's, there's got to be like passion behind it and there's got to be a drive and you proved that, you know, creating that cookbook and you you had some adversity when you're not feeling good, it's tough, but you did it. So,
1: yeah. No, Cheers I'm excited. I, I I don't even have my first copy yet. Um it should be coming two, three weeks or so, so I can't wait to get it in hand. Yeah. It'll feel it'll feel real.
0: So when is it going to be um fully available?
1: So it was okay. gonna be at the end of March, and it's actually pushed forward a little earlier. so it, we're we're waiting on the final date, but it's probably going to be at the end of the first week of March, um, which is cool. We wanted to. Um, put it out right as barbecue season was, was kind of starting to come say out. That. Yes. Yeah,
0: perfect, perfect timing. No, my, it's going to do awesome. My
1: editor wanted to do it in December for for like gifts and stuff, and I I just I wanted to wait. It was worth the wait because I kind of knew my timing on the potential of of going full time and then. Now I can market it, talk yes. about it more, do perfect giveaways timing. and stuff. I agree so, with
0: that choice. Yeah. Perfect timing. And it's way better than even just December and, and gifts. I think it's going to do perfect at that time. And you know best. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. So here you go. Whole new journey starting. Do you have any down days, like bad days where you feel like, is this really what I want to be doing?
1: No, I, I definitely don't feel like that. It's more of, am I doing what's smart, okay. you know, and am I putting my time into an area that's smart? I don't think I've, I can't really f- ever think of a day where I really felt like, is this sh- what I should be doing or, or what I want to do? Thankfully, yeah, um, I've got too many ideas to, to just be frozen in place. Um, yes. If anything, it's more of like, all right, I've got this wall of ideas. What's smart. that's more of my problem no
0: that's a good thinking process i like that and i like that you're sharing that because sometimes do you ever get creator's block because sometimes i do where i have a a tough time creating new recipes that feel good for me you know because you don't just want to put anything out there i just can't do it
1: no i don't have it from that aspect i have it from creating the content like
0: oh okay there's
1: days where i'm like All I want to do is just cook the recipe and take pictures of it and write about it. I have zero interest in filming it. Right? Um, I have that too. Sometimes, like, um, last week I made a recipe for um, a smoked ham salad, which is, like, real classic recipe that I made my own. I spent, like, an hour and a half shooting the sandwich. I was so mad. Mm -hmm. I just... (laughs) I was staring at it. I remember oh, no. saying out loud, like, how can I make you look desirable? Right. And I just was uh, not getting the shot. And I was getting yeah. so pissed off. I had to remake the sandwich a bunch. No, um, you did not. Y- well, yeah, because uh, then by the time it's sitting out, it looks dry. And, you know, so y- I put it together and remake it. Like, I'm not the recipe, just the sandwich yeah, itself. And the d- sandwich. But, yeah, I-, I have those blocks where I'm just like, I just can't get this angle. I've shot stuff before and slept on it and looked at the photos. I'm like, this is trash. Like, yep. This does not make somebody look hungry. So I'm going to redo it. Um, yeah. I have more problems with that. I don't have yeah. problems with ideas. It's, it's okay. really just the...
0: I have a mixture of what you're telling saying. Telling the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a mixture. So some days it's the mixture of what you just said. And it's so funny because sometimes I'm so hungry that I'm like shaking over the food and I'm like, all right, this content is not coming out good. What is happening to me? <laughs> um, but other times, yeah, I just... Things, my creations, my recipes come to me, like whether I'm in bed or cravings that I'm having, they really just pop into my head. Like, that's just how it is. Um, So how do you come up with everything and how do you stay original and creative?
1: Well, I think that that has changed over time. Um, Where it used to be was I was looking for those ingredients or those flavor combinations that were just out there. And I would try to push them in many, many different ways to see what I could come up with. Now, it's a little bit more intentional. I'm trying to think about who is my target audience that yeah. actually is following me and why are they following me? You know, They're not following me to learn how to like dehydrate kimchi and turn it into a barbecue rub. Yeah, um, right. They're looking for some fresh ideas with stuff that is fairly accessible. It's a little bit more out there and exciting that still falls into my way. Sorry. I have a little, one little fly around here.
0: It's Arizona. We got
1: horses and stuff. So, (laughs)
0: Um,
1: (laughs) but um, yeah. So like right now, the way I'm coming up with is I'm trying to uh, almost using the cookbook method of coming up with core recipes that I can like that are really good. Kind of like this week I made cranberry chimichurri.
0: I know. Um, I saw it. Unbelievable. It, Genius.
1: It's, it's so good. And so, okay. It is a live example of that. I've got that sauce. Now, how can I apply it? I don't yeah. want to just tell, tell people like grill steak, put it on there. That's how you start. But now it's like, okay, what can you really do? So my creativity now is like, okay, I have this great base recipe. I want to take that and show people how to cook it or use it 10 different ways. Damn this fly. <laughs> And uh,
0: we've had fruit flies on another episode. I'm not kidding. I know.
1: (laughs) Um, And I want people to be able to just like take the cool ideas and just run with it and make it their own. I want to not to steal Susie Bullock's amazing motto, but make people the backyard uh, barbecue hero. Um, I think that that's something that everybody that writes recipes can can try to strive yeah, for yeah. is no, empowering yeah, the people that watch and read yeah. our, our material.
0: But sometimes do you feel because this does happen to me? I don't love it. It's the really only thing that I don't love. I notice what people love. Like I feel like my mm-hmm. wings do really well. My ribs, my sauces for ribs and stuff do really well. Um, and then also like the the most unhealthy fattening, crap does really well too. So I'm like, I really don't want to eat that today, but I know that's what they want. So do you feel kind of like torn between like what you really want to make and what you know they want you to make?
1: So two notes on that. One, one important tip for you, which is something I still struggle with is don't cook your next meal when you're trying to create content because you are going to get impatient because you want to eat your food. You're So, so right. you tend, you tend to rush through it. Um, you have to make food that you're okay. Like if it takes you a little bit longer or if it's going to go cold, that you need to be okay with that. Um, because yeah, it takes time to make content, but don't ever be cooking your next meal. I always try to eat, um, while I'm cooking something. Cause obviously I have to taste the food anyway, but yeah. I don't want to I don't want to create content while I'm hungry because in the past I have rushed through stuff and it didn't turn out, the, the content didn't turn out as well as it could. Um, so that's my one tip. But Okay, to get well, back that on, was the
0: best tip anyone's ever given me.
1: <laughs> to get back on to the type of content. So I'm going to break down three things that every content creator falls into a certain percentage of. Let's go. Um, we're either entertainers where we're creating something that's exciting, cheese filled, fried, you know, bacon yep. wrapped bombs, whatever. Yep. And it's pot- high potential for going viral. Yes. Um, we're inspiring, meaning that you have a personal connection with me. Maybe you like my story about the cookbook or that I converted my wife from being a vegetarian and you, you really relate to like yes. that and you want to know more about me um, or you're an educator. So you're teaching people and maybe you're not the most exciting with your explosive recipe ideas, but the ideas that you have are super key. And all of us are all of those, yeah. but certain, certain ones of us are certain percentages of those. And if you look at my content, I'm not putting myself down. My stuff is not entertainment value, like as, as much as some other people's are. You know, I'm not always doing these giant cheese pulls and these. I almost never fry anything. Um, I really try to
0: either, to be honest.
1: (laughs) I try to. I'd love to have more of that entertainment value. I'm a monotone, so I I need to figure out how to lean into that a little. Say that, but (laughs) I feel
0: like your personality is great. But when I do watch, I feel like it's definitely there.'s I feel like if I could choose one thing out of those things for you educational is always there. Like yeah, you're very yeah. good with that. And I think that's probably why a lot of people follow you too, though, because they want to yeah. be the barbecue hero in the yard. Yeah, so
1: for for somebody that's posting content, if you're trying to go viral, you know, a couple of your videos might, and you might grow a lot of followers. The question that you have to ask is like for myself, I'm trying, I'm running a business now. Yeah. Um, and I want people that are buyers that are really into me for long-term. They didn't see me flip a steak or slice into something cheesy and follow me. I want them to say like, oh my gosh, he taught me something cool. I'm going to come back so I can learn more. So my growth has been slower. I mean, I I have good growth, but it hasn't been where I want it to be. Now for me that I'm doing this full time, I need to say, how how can I sometimes notch up the entertainment value?
0: Probably mix Um, it up. That's it.
1: Yes, that's exactly it is now that I've got more time to think about it. I feel like I'll be able to have that mix. So when you're creating your content, think about that um, entertainment, inspiring and education. Yeah. Think about where you kind of fall into that.
0: I mean, sometimes (laughs) I laugh uh, about it because I feel like I fall into people sometimes just like my accent. So they're there just for that. I'm like, hopefully you like the food too, but it is who I am. I am my brand. And so it is what it is. I'll roll with it. That's fine. Um, But yeah, I think that, you just mix it up, see what works. But it's funny because if I know I want to grow a little bit faster, I'll put out some more wing videos. People save the crap out of them. They love wings. Oh, I know. Wings I know. are big sellers it, like, on the gram.
1: Me, for me, it's pork belly burn ends. Every time I do that, those wow. seem to take off. Or pork belly in general, I would say on on my page tends to do really well. Um, I've it's, never it's made different. pork
0: belly ever, Brad. <laughs> Who <laughs> am I? There you go. I mean, I guess just because I'm not a huge fat lover. That's really – and I'm not a huge pork lover. I love pulled pork and stuff, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do one of your recipes. It'll happen.
1: Don't do do the pumpkin spice one. (laughs)
0: I'm I'm not. I'm not going to do the pumpkin spice one. That is funny, but I am going to try it on wings, and I'm going to just lessen the oil spice because I'm not a huge fan. But, yeah, I'm going to. So, but, yeah, I feel like when I do this, I'm getting inspired, from my guests, like, I can't even believe how much I, I took away from this with you, which is so awesome. I love that. Like, I yeah. am not going to create any type of recipe unless I have eaten food, because that really <laughs> is throwing me off. That's like the best advice ever. So for all you content creators out there, eat before you cook.
1: Yeah. And and on that note, to extend it, where I started was, is I would make the recipes knowing that my family was going to eat them. And that was way worse. Because yes. then your family's waiting on you, yes. so I was like, "All right, I'll make you guys something separate. I'll eat this." And then I was, then it was just me. I was still getting pissed off. So eventually, I just was like, "Whatever." This
0: is just whatever gold. I cook
1: today is very much likely yeah. going to be some leftovers.
0: <laughs> yeah, these are gold nuggets, Brad. I'm really, I am really happy. Okay, so one dumb question: Is it Brad or Brad? Like, am I doing it wrong right now? Because I'm wondering. Brad,
1: you say it however you want to it's say it. It's like tomato, I tomato. I want
0: to know how do you say it. It's Brad. It's Brad. So yeah, yeah. All right. Because some people say <laughs> Brad. Maybe I don't know. Okay. Maybe I'll edit that the accent. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I loved that. Um. All right. So will you be able to tell everyone where they can get this incredible cookbook? Because I can't wait to get my hands on it myself.
1: Oh, thanks um, yeah it'll be right now it's on Amazon for pre-sale but it's gonna be okay. Barnes and Noble Target Walmart um, awesome. it, it'll be mass distributed thankfully. I'm gonna do it as
0: soon as I, as soon as we hang up with this I'm gonna do it and uh <laughs> all right so the way that I end each episode is with something called under fire. It is three questions Uh-oh. you could only answer with one word ooh. But I like to give a disclosure because I feel like it's unfair not to. That majority, majority of my guests were unsuccessful. And if you have to give more than one word, I'm here for it. It's totally fine.
1: Oh, boy. I'll I'll do my best.
0: I know. I feel like you want to. Wait, let's answer this quick. This is not one of the questions. You're a perfectionist, are you? Yeah. I thought so. So you're going to try hard for this. You're going to try hard. You're going (laughs) to try to get first place. He's going to try to get first place, I don't know about that. All right. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Anger. Really? Brad? Not Brad. Wow. Yep. All right. Well, hey,
1: social media is what uh, what you want the world to see about you.
0: 100%. 100%. Nobody knows that I'm a sensitive Susie, but they probably do. Um, no,
1: it, it's, it, it comes down to just being your worst enemy, um, and getting frustrated, um, in it that that's part of the perfectionism. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm also a little bit on the spectrum, so I'm very particular about how I do things and I get it really you stressed. Frustrated. Yeah.
0: You frustrated. I get
1: stressed when stuff doesn't work out the way that I had planned it to. Okay. Um. So I get really heated really quickly about that kind of stuff. And okay. that's definitely something I, I'm always working on.
0: Well, I love for you sharing that with me because I feel like that is a double-edged sword because I kind of wish I was a little bit more of a perfectionist because I'm not. And I think that it would help me get in order a little bit more. That's just... I really feel like it probably keeps you a little bit more structured than most. Yeah. 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 All right. So it
1: does, but it makes you uptight for sure. And that's, that's the battle is like being able to check yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like you're going to work on that now that this is your full time and you don't have to like be in 20 places at once?
1: Yes, actually. I I think that's me being full time is going to be a huge thing is because, you know, otherwise I'd have the short window to try to accomplish something and, you know, um, a kid gets sick, a family member needs something, yep. you know, something happens to the house. Like, things happen. you know, at that time, uh, trying to fit, you know, it during the day with the full-time job. I mean, your day shot, sometimes your meat goes bad or your marinade. Yeah. And yeah. it's like,
0: Absolutely. you know, then you
1: get really pissed off. So, um, but now I'll be able to kind of plan that earlier and ahead and, and kind of tackle the more sensitive things that I need to do earlier on. So, um I'm not just cramming them in these small windows.
0: Yeah, good. Good. I'm happy to hear that. All right, so number 2. Don't be saying don't be saying the grilled cheese. Do not be saying the grilled cheese. We already know about that incredible grilled cheese that we all drooled over. This is a different one. Number 2. One food for the rest of your life. Go.
1: Tacos.
0: Same, Brad, same. I mean, my mom <laughs> would maybe be mad. She'd be like, what do you mean? What about my meatballs? I don't know. You could do 20 million different tacos and they make me so yep. happy. Yep. I agree. We are very similar. It just well, I don't that think and perfectionist.
1: Like, <laughs> y- You am a perfectionist. You could literally eat a different taco every day for the rest oh, of your yeah. life. Oh, yeah. I have know, made like, so
0: many taco creations. They are my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. All right. Number three. What is the best quality you see? In another person. What is your favorite quality that you see in another person?
1: Do you want me to name the person?
0: No, you don't have to. Just what is your, what is the best quality that you can see? If you're like, wow, what is that wow quality you see in another person?
1: Positivity.
0: Yeah, we need more of that. That's a great one. Good answer.
1: And, and, And I think being... In our field, it's so easy to nitpick others, compare others, and gossip. It's really important to surround yourself with people that are positive, um, yes. that give each other a chance. I I mean, you know, w- we've all heard stories about each other and stuff like that. And um, I tell people, uh, including my family, my kids, like when you meet somebody, um, until you get to know them, you need to have them be a 10 out of 10 on your scale. Let them have the opportunity to bring that number down and and ruin that trust with you. Yeah. I said, go in with an open mind and and try to really see the best in everybody and have your own chance to make that determination. Um, okay. I've had people totally prove me wrong and totally prove me right, but at least I went out there and gave them the benefit of the doubt and got to know them. And I think yes. that's really important for anybody, especially, you know, when such a highly competitive nitpicky thing when it comes to making recipes and, and right. barbecue. Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: those are crazy killer words of wisdom. And I loved that answer, Brad, because that is so true. And I love that you tell your kids that because we need more You know, the next generation to feel that way, because it is true. You can hear something about somebody and it's probably 1% of it that's true. You really have to go in on your own and figure them out yourself. So but positivity really is what we need more of and to surround ourselves with people that make you feel good. I tell my kids that all the time. If someone doesn't make you feel good, what do you do? And they tell me you go away from them. You don't need to tell the (laughs) teacher, you you know, unless someone hurts you. If someone's not making you feel good and they're not, you know, giving you the good vibes, you just go away from them. So, yeah, I love that answer. That was a good one. I feel like you did really well for Brad. (laughs) You did really well. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) You should be proud. Well, I loved this episode. I am super inspired and I hope that everyone that listens feels the same. I am so happy for you that you are getting to finally live your dream in full, full time, <laughs> and I cannot wait to get that cookbook. Tell everyone the name of it again and when it is coming out and where they can get it because it sounds amazing.
1: Thank you. Book is called Chilies and Smoke. It's going to be available on Amazon right now for pre-order. It'll come get out it. about the first week of March.
0: Awesome. Spring, right before everyone and their mom is out for barbecue season. We're out year round. I'm out year round in New York freezing my butt off, but not you. Not you in that beautiful weather, Brad. All right, so it was so awesome to have you, and I'm so glad to have you you in my community and my world.
1: Yay. (laughs) I appreciate it. This was fun.
0: Okay, guys, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed the show and are leaving with a full tank of fuel Thanks so much for listening and tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and share if you loved Absolute Fire. I appreciate it. If you want to leave a review, that would be awesome as well. Sending love if you want to find me on Instagram, Absolute Fire Podcast. See you next week.